and welcome back to Fan Affliction. I'm Jojo and as always here with me is my lovely partner in crime, Aisha. Hello! That was really nice. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. I felt a wave of (laughs) compassion come over me and I was like, I just love this woman. Um, Welcome back. Here we are again, once again. Um, Bell Tolls. Woo! I almost called it um, the actual novel title. What is the... For whom the bell tolls? Nope. Yeah. yeah when the bell tolls. Right. Yeah. But this is when the, the bell tolls, but the book is for whom the bell tolls. Every time I go to introduce <laughs> this book, I say um, I say the wrong one. Hey, when I was getting the chapter up today, I fully just opened the fallout on my computer and got very confused. So, you know. <laughs> Gosh, what, what, what a dream it would be to read that from the beginning again without... Um, knowing what happens next season but, guys next season oh my god <laughs> we can't do another long one no like this no we oh can't <laughs> but yeah welcome back everyone i hope everyone is well aisha how are you doing i'm good i'm just sweating my tits off yes um, it's very hot very hot in so hot. london uk right now we're both we were both just discussing our sweaty antics. I had um, <laughs> I went to a spin class. Nope, I went to a body attack class this afternoon, and it was the first time I'd ever. Um, when I went down to do push ups, I had sweat dripping from my nose, and that's never yeah. happened to me before. And I oh, was like, that happens every time I do a push up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting. It's um, not good. It's when you drip onto the exercise mat too, and you're yeah, like, I, I can't. You're like, I can't. Even if you wipe it, you can see, and you're yeah. just like, don't know how to make this better. No, there is no way. But push through. And my instructor was like targeting me because, like, he can do that. I don't mind. Yeah. But it was like me and a bunch of older people. So, mm-hmm. for example, like, so you were given options. So, like, they'd be like, oh, high knee run. Uh, but if you want to burpee, so I was like, okay, I'll do the burpee because I'm old and fit and like youthful and gorgeous and whatever. Yeah. And um, and everyone around, no one else was doing them around me, so it was just fucking <laughs> me going <laughs> like dying because I was doing all these burpees and everyone around me was just doing high knee runs like the PABs that they are. <laughs> Side note to the PAB, I re-listened to the podcast last week's episode and I. I thought that was so funny. I, I thought I, it was I said so it. funny. I said it, and I was literally like, "God, that's hilarious!" It made me laugh out loud on my tube on my tube into work. It was yeah. very good. I did text Jojo. I was like, "I really, I do enjoy the way." Can you do it one more time? So a pussy ass bit. Oh no, so a pab is there. Pussy ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's it's all the emphasis on uh... the p. Oh man. Um so yeah, so <laughs> thanks thanks past me, I found that very funny. <laughs> I like that you say that as if past you is listening. But in another sense, she is. Yes, past I you. Am she. Yes, and future you will be listening Ooh. to this. Oh no. There's a, there's a tenet. in that. We could make something. Oh god, yeah, it's like tenet. Yeah, so we were also doing a bit of a movie roundup, weren't we, before mm-hmm. um before we chatted. So was some we both had weeks seeing movies and we talking about a quiet place too. Which if people can see, go see. It's very good. So um, good. Oh I know it might surprise you guys that we don't we don't spend twenty four seven reading fanfic. Um, <laughs> almost though, I would say. How how often do you think? Have you been reading much fanfic recently? Actually, yes, Norm. yes, I have, ma'am. I <laughs> any so any great. any topics right now? Any hot tops uh, recommendations? Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. These are bad ones. Okay. Um, my they're even better. Really. Don't come for me, JoJo. This oh, is no. so stupid. This is the worst one yet. I okay. don't even. I didn't even watch Teen Wolf. Okay, I oh, didn't no. watch it. I didn't yeah, watch you it. Like the wolf. I know. 
I know, Styles Stilinski. And apparently there's a bit where he's like evil and he goes to the void and there's void styles. And I'm reading a fanfic that's like like a like a thruple oh. styles, void styles. Like, Gotta love a thruple though. I've read some great thruple ones. I you know what well, did I tell you about the one I read recently, which was Kyra Ren and Ray? But Kyra Ren and Ben so yeah. many different people. I don't know if you said that on the podcast or just to me. <laughs> Might have been just a private matter. Um, you listen to them, they're not all the They're very entertaining. They it's are. Because like, it's not our real life, I suppose. Yeah, no, no. Oh my God. Side note with Thruffles. Have you seen those two like twins? I think they're either from Australia or New Zealand. Kyla and Ren and like... Ben Solo? No. <laughs> they're obsessed with like doing everything at the same time. So they've got the same husband. And they're like trying to get oh. pregnant together. And they keep coming off my Aww. TikTok. And it's really throwing me off because I'm like, TikTok obviously knows that I'm reading Thruffle stories at the moment. Yeah, spooky. Uh, Bill bit, Gates bit is watching out for you or whoever. whoever Bill Gates? I don't know. He's 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 watching you and going, she likes Thruffles. Send him all Thruffle stuff. <laughs> I uh, I just start. It's the wolf thing. It really is. But he's you not even a wolf. wolf. He's not a wolf. He's not a wolf. He's not a wolf. No, he's oh. just, just, he's like a, the equivalent of a squib. He's just oh. like a normal guy. Boring. But he's so hot. Dylan O'Brien's so hot. Oh, it's Dylan O'Brien? Oh, yes. You basic bitch. What? Come he's on. He's beautiful. He's handsome, but come on. What do you mean, come on? He is my wet dream. What? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Not someone a bit more, I don't know, a bit more. It's just a bit more exciting. No, he, I know, seems, okay, he seems kind. And he tweets he, he tweets angrily at Trump and all these political ministers. And I think that it just, you know, it gets my engine going. Okay, just... one thing. You can't go on Twitter anymore because you've got your password. <laughs> one, of your most, one of your last tweets was, this is not a fact, to oh a fact my God. Twitter. <laughs> so don't act like you have to <laughs> Listen, there's, there's actually nothing wrong with him. I he hate is handsome. I hate that that's the last thing I did on there <laughs> so much. Also, who did I think I was? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> but listen, there's nothing wrong with him, Brian. He is a handsome man. Hey, just... in Maze Runner. Mm. 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 Slide under that door, sir. Jesus Woo. Christ. I never saw Maze Runner. I didn't read it either, <sighs> even though it was totally up my alley. It's very place. up your alley. I think that it came at a time where like all the dystopians were just going crazy. Too much. Yeah, it's so too then much. it's probably like you either read it or you got sick of like a like of diversion and that kind of thing, and you just didn't. Which is fair because Maze Runner was my last one, mm. to my last series. Maybe dystopians should make a comeback. You know, I think I'm ready for a dystopian again. I want something very new though. Like I don't want any. This is the problem. I think. I can't picture how a dystopian is going to differentiate itself now. Because we've kind of had the, like, machines are going to eat us. We've had the government is controlling everything. We've had the kids being uh, killed. Well, that's government controlling everything, actually. Yeah, you know, we've had the Handmaid's Tale. We've had all these things. We've had the, you know, Hunger Games, rich people just doing what they want. We've had the behind her eyes, like, the soul and the body and the whole Mm. thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, I would love for there to be another one. I really would. I'm just a sucker for that for that um, genre. Me too. I I want dark academia dystopian. Yes. I want a boarding school. You love a boarding school session. I I am a sucker for boarding school sessions. Neither of us went to boarding schools. I think it's important to know. No, but it's just such a good trope. And the Riot Club. 
such a shite film, but oh, such a Sam great Claflin watch. Oh, Sam in it, though. On, like, oh, Max Sam... Irons. Oh, Sam Claflin could do whatever he wanted to do. I've said, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If he ever listens to this, which he won't. <laughs> um, Claflin, sorry. Um, I would... Oh, my God. Here's a question for you. When you say that, do you think that, like, if, if Sam Claflin did apparate in front of you and was like, can I run you over with my car, would you let him? Well, no, I wasn't. Okay, <laughs> maybe I should be more specific to because um, if Dylan O'Brien situations, no, if Dylan O'Brien like wanted to, I think I would be like, okay. <laughs> but 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 you're not gaining you're not gaining anything from that. I gained the fact that I knew he would derive pleasure from it. Why would he? Okay, well, I don't like like it in this <laughs> in this like in the, what if he has a kink for running people over with cars? Then would you be game? No. Oh. And I know that's not the answer you wanted, and I know it's the boring Aww. answer, but I'm going to tell you now, um, <laughs> I meant more in romantic situations. Okay, I see. So would you enter into a throuple with Sam Claflin? Like, where are the... Absolutely! Is that even really? a question? Is that really? a question? Yes. Oh, I would not get into a throuple, but I'd what? let them run me over. We are very different people sometimes. <laughs> that's, too, that's too much sharing. Uh-uh-uh. Well, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what well, and getting run over doesn't have its own risks. No, but it's just, it, at least it's just you. There's, yeah, but... there's honour in that. <laughs> I think you're losing it. I think the heat's gone it's to your head, heat. baby girl. It's the heat. Do you know? Oh my god! When you say baby girl, it makes me think of three hundred three hundred and sixty-five days on Netflix. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like that one, it's literally a Wattpad story come to life. Like, he's an Italian mafioso, and there's this Polish girl, and he's like, I'm gonna give you a year to fall in love with me. And it's basically a softcore porno. Have you not seen- I've gotta send it to oh, you. Oh, bollocks, you told me about this before. Hot, yeah. diggity, but he's he's like always like, baby girl. And I <laughs> What's it called? Three, six, five days? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, this filth. is the one that's pre- just pretty much porn, no? Yeah, pure Phil. Oh, but his name's Mazamo, and that just makes I know. me think of bloody guy, the guy from um, Angus. Angus Songs of Perfect, Perfect Snogging. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, um, okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm also, most that... of our viewers are from much hotter country. Viewers? Listeners? You can't. Listeners. If, you could, if you could see us, I'd be very concerned because I do not look cute when we do this. Um, oh. <laughs> yes, she does. You, you can't see me either. Oh, yeah, oh. but I know you're cute anyway. Ah. Oh, look at that. Just pandering to my ego over here. I just want to say, I'm just reading the, like, blurb of this. <laughs> yeah. Masimo is a member of the Sicilian Mafia family and Laura is a sales director. <laughs> Already up Aisha's alley. <laughs> she does not expect that on a trip to Sicily trying to save her relationship, <laughs> Masimo will kidnap her. <laughs> so, it's a what pad book. days of love him. She's got 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It's, it's got, it's, it's a what pad book in the flesh wait is she with Masimo originally or do they meet during the film no he kidnaps her okay so she doesn't know who the fuck he is then why is she like yeah sure I'll, I'll, I'll be here no she's like no fuck you and he's like I'll kill your family and she's like okay <laughs> okay sorry I just clicked on one of the images and it's fully her um, performing a type of act on him Yes, so yes, I can see are... why I can see why you like this film. You, you would also you, like it, you ma'am. You slime. would also like <laughs> you slime. You slime. You would also like it. You would also like it. Yeah. Um, make sure no one watches you watching. 
it looks awful come on it's really bad it's really bad but tell you what it's gotten like there was mild hysteria slash phenomena on tiktok for it because it is it's so weirdly attractive he's just so attractive it's such a shite film but it's the kidnapping yeah but it's literally a wattpad mafia book it's literally that in flesh here how about this do you see his genitalia yes you do yes okay so you got me interested because i always get my eyes <laughs> in films well, whether, whether it's a sexy film or not n- not you, the, you always not see long... women's genitalia but you never see men's and i never understand that where's no you not, do see his fair. you do see his not all of it but you do see the tip um, that doesn't that doesn't make me feel better about the kidnapping i'll be honest Honestly, I don't even remember the plot. I just there's this one there's this one <laughs> I need to shut up. One I don't scene. want to put this on the internet. Okay, okay. We'll talk <laughs> no, about I it. Do, whatever, whatever. It's fine. Nobody knows. There's this there's two actually. There's one where he gets a blowjob on the plane and mm-hmm. it's not from her, but I don't I don't know why. It really it's not does from something her. to oh. No, it's just with the stewardess, but he's so he's very aggressive and rough, but it does something for me. And then also there's this one bit in the shower, like where they're not having sex, but like she's teasing and like, oh, uh. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Wow. Um, um, <laughs> that was um, great. Thanks, Aisha. I think it's time to move back onto the yeah, it's th- thirteen <laughs> thirteen minutes of our pre-chat sorry guys um yeah what happened last week with malfoy speaking of yeah i can't yeah i can't speaking of what speaking of what (laughs) i was gonna say speaking of showers or lack thereof and people stuck in tiny rooms but that's yes malfoy we'll workshop it it. yes what did happen last week talk to me aisha me um yes (laughs) we found malfoy we missed him draco was missing for most of that chapter um Hermione was like oh no he may have betrayed me the dark revival might have killed him they didn't kill him huzzah Mm. um she found Ron Harry in um Kingsley's office and they were like what is going on they managed to save Malfoy she they take she takes him back to um the hut I'm dubbing it the hut because I forget what it's really called and like um Rome yes see Jojo's a smart one here Rome she takes him back to Rome and um, it's essentially like, you have to tell me everything that happened. And he's like, yes. And we had a little joke. He looks very roughed up. And um, we ended we ended off with, yeah, their little joke. And that was it. Oh, yeah. There's a little, surprisingly, there was a little bit of humour in this, yeah. in this novel. Um, yeah, exciting. That was a very um, not succinct summary. Sorry, no, I'm I, very I, hot. I'm very, very it hot. It might be a bit of a struggle okay. today. <laughs> um okay well what do you hey hey hey, hey. hey. hi hi um do you have any things that you'd like to see in this chapter i as i'm gagging for the malfoy parents to rock up i am gagging oh my god yes, i you want are, something I, I want something with them i also kind of weirdly again out of character Ron's Ron's increasing appearance here is is enjoyable. So we know he's been on a break from the <sighs> but ministry. He is definitely getting to a dangerous point <laughs> here, guys. <laughs> but he's on his break from the ministry, so I think yes. it will be interesting when he obviously comes off his break and gets more involved. And because Ron knows nothing about this thing with Malfoy, of course, um, which yeah. is cool. So we saw a bit of that and him being very confused, and 
is it they're making plans for Harry's birthday and perhaps Malfoy will have to be tangentially involved? Don't know. Don't know. Uh, yeah, because, oh, yeah, what if, like, Hermione, well, yeah, what if there's a situation where she he has to be there with her? Yeah. Oh, maybe. And we don't know if Hermione can go back into the Dark Revival or whether she's fully just been cast out. It's unclear. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we're not really sure where we stand on that. Um, it will yeah. be interesting to find out, hopefully. What do you want to see, Jojo? I'd like to see more of a development in their relationship. So we're definitely getting somewhere. Like, yes. a little bit of a joke at, a, like, at the end of the last time was like, it's like a breath of fresh air. Do you know what my um, dream would be, actually? Is if there was lots of dialogue in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah, because we That'd have be nice. had, it's becoming more of a thing, but it would be lovely to have lots of chat. Yeah. Um, I'd like a conversation crossed. where they don't fight. Yes. But, yes. Um, maybe that's me being too optimistic. <laughs> um, but you're reading today. Yeah. So be warned, everyone. Oh shush. <laughs> they love you, I'm sure. I feel bad. It's just like just we're already 17 minutes in. YOLO. Whoop. Um <laughs> Right. Are you ready? Chapter eight. <clears throat> Nine twelve PM. Hermione holds the wand up, black and gleaming. Malfoy stares at it for three beats and then flicks his gaze to her as he reaches to take it. He keeps staring at her, his elbow bent, and the wand at his hip as he turns between his fingertips. She stares back, her eyebrows raising slowly as she rubs a finger against the material of her trousers along her outside thigh. He makes an annoyed sound in his throat, rolling the wand in his palm. Alterations? The same as before. He glares. I thought you were determined to continuously prove your intelligence and not the lack of it. She looks at him in confusion for a few seconds, which is not something she wants to look like after a comment like that. It wasn't the spell that failed, Malfoy. You did. There's a spark of anger in his eyes and a pull of a scowl to his mouth that marks the beginning of his anger. You have to practice it. I think the war would suffice for now. He arches his eyebrow and she raises both of hers in response. I'll fix the wall after, she tells him, ushering to the wall made of brick. It's important that you know how this works for next time. The whole reason they gave you that wand was because the killing curse failed when you did it, and they recognised it as a wand malfunction. They now know that this one works fairly normally for you. Failing again would be your own fault to them. I'm aware of that, however... Would you rather murder someone? She asks plainly, no hint of accusation or smugness from a proven point, and it's effective enough for him to glare and not comment. Here. She takes a step forward, reaching out towards the wand, and stiffens when he does. Her hand freezes in the reach, hovering awkwardly in the front of the side of his chest, and she would change her mind if she wasn't almost already there. Stepping away now would just make it seem like she was afraid to touch him, and though she doesn't want to, not doing so now would feel like he won. Won something in this game they play with no rules and no definable end goals. Touch! Oh my god. We did it! A barrier's been broken! We got there! Eight eight chapters later! (laughs) His skin is cool as two fingertips skate over the ridge of bone and then around, stopping at the soft underside to feel his or her heart beating in in her fingers. She presses her thumb to the other side and she feels like she's moving a branch embedded in steel as she points the wand away from her. The motion is like this, she says, attempting to guide his hand in the loop. Relax your wrist. You you can't get the right flow if your wrist is locked. This will negate... No, more relaxed. She hears this, is, t- this is, sorry to interrupt. No. This is, um, but I suppose that's how uh, this podcast works. Um, <laughs> this is more the Hermione we know. The yes. like, know-it-all person who's like, no, Not it's Levy like this. Yes, it's exactly. It's quite nice to see her, to be honest. I missed her. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, she hears him take a deeper breath and she thinks she might somehow feel it as well as it makes her aware of how close her arm is to his rising chest. His index finger twitches and she stares at his wrist as if willing it to relax so they can get this over with. She tries again, her thumb sliding up to a groove between two bones at the side of his hand and it moves easier this time. There, then you bring it down like this, a hard flick to the right, around, a large circle, half circle, slope and then flick. Oh, sorry. She pulls her hand away at the tiny crack in his wrist, looking up at him at the same time. She's, and... <laughs> she's like, snap his wrist in half. <laughs> and she quickly takes a step back at the proximity of his jaw and cheek. He closes his throat, glancing at her from the corner of his eye and then takes aim at the wall. He pauses until she's on the brink of telling him to get on with it. And then she watches the movements of his wrist as he casts. She shakes her head at the short jet of light green that collides into the brick and carves a ridge in the wall. A small loop and then a larger one. And your flick should be straightforward at the end, not slanted. Also, the unspeakables are very clear with pronunciation. It's meant to sound like the killing curse and mirror the effect. Any small thing that's off will completely ruin it. I've heard... Ehevidra. <laughs> that wow, sounds... what earth is that? Duke of what? I know. Sounds nothing like Avada. Close enough that when you pronounce it quickly um... and it looks like it, seems to act like it, they won't question it. You know, if it quacks like a duck... Evadra. Evadra. Yeah, it's basically spelled E H V A I R D R A for anyone wondering, which I think is Evadra. Yeah. Perhaps. Not Evadra, as As I just said. As Hermione says, if it quacks like a duck, apparently. (laughs) His chin tilts towards his chest, eyebrows coming together, just enough for a wrinkle to appear at the top of his nose. If what quacks like a duck? It's like he's speaking to me. I love it when she does this stuff in all of the books because it's so it's muggle like and yeah, he just doesn't get saying. it. It's yeah. funny. It's a saying. She spins her hand in the air. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. His mouth opens enough for her to see the pink of his tongue edging over the white teeth and he lifts his chin. Right. Her eyes make it as far as the top of his white blonde head before she stops from rolling her eyes. It's a perfectly good expression. Hardly. A lot of things act like something else. It doesn't mean that they are. If I walk like a murderer and act like a murderer, that doesn't mean I am one. Or this spell that it doesn't matter. It's what people believe it is that counts. Something changes in the way that he's looking at her, but it's so small that she doesn't know what it is or how it changed. It looks a bit like resignation, but she doesn't understand that. I see. So a man's gone mad and is quacking and walking like a duck. He's a duck. No, he's a man, but he's acting like a duck. But I don't believe he is, unless he looks like a duck, with this spell will also... Yet he's still a man. What? He sounds, acts, and looks like a duck, but he's still a man. She shakes her head. How am I supposed to know? That's the point. You believe what it shows and proves itself to be. You haven't given him a chance to prove differently. You look, you assume, you move, not... She turns her palms to the ceiling, making a frustrated sound. If the duck comes up to me and starts acting oddly for a duck, I might think something was different about it. But unless it acts differently, I wouldn't think so, no. Just as I wouldn't think a tree wasn't a tree, or a table wasn't a table, or whatever, there has to be something other about it to make one think it's different. Guys, I think there might be some double meanings going on here. Oh, we love it. Mr. Malfoy is not subtle at all, is he? (laughs) He's like, you will confront me and my issues like, with my identity. Talk to me about what, who I am. <laughs> I'm a duck. So you would just think it was a strange duck. It's like, he glances at the wall, his tongue darting out to lick his bottom lip. It's like a Death Eater or a pure blood elitist meeting a few muggleborns who are in awe of magic and wore muggle clothes and turned out to be stupid, rude, poorly mannered and lacking in magical ability. 
And every time they see someone in awe of magic and wearing muggle clothes, they assume it's a muggle-born who's stupid, rude and lacking in magical ability. But I suppose if it quacks like a duck, no. That is... And you would be the strange muggle-born. Is that it? Have I... I am a muggle-born, but not all of us, or even the majority of us, are... Every group of anything in the world comes with a set of beliefs of who they should be. I suppose you're going to argue that the people should be judged individually and not pushed into stereotypes or a set of beliefs just because they look and act like they belong in a group, which I also suppose would mean that if it quacks like a duck, it might not actually be a duck, and it's ridiculous to assume such a thing. God, this argument's really going on, eh? Yeah. No, actually, because I'm still a muggle-born. It's not the assessment that's wrong, it's the beliefs attached to it. Just because I'm smart and skilled at magic doesn't mean I'm not a muggle-born. I am who I am. I'm just different than what they assumed I would be like. He gives her a look that says, yes, exactly, and she narrows her eyes at the way it makes her feel, like she's somehow just lost. And they don't find that out until they assess you on more than the fact that you quack like a duck. I guess it's just a good thing that not everyone is naive or stupid enough to believe what something shows itself to be is actually what it is. I love that they're both arguing, but they're just agreeing. Yeah. So she's like, like, yeah, yeah. people aren't always what they seem like. And he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. And you're like, guys, please <laughs> yeah. end this. And I'm just going to repeat this over and over again until you agree with me, even though we're agreeing. Because I want see. to win. Yes. Oh, man. This hurts. This is very Slytherin and Gryffindor. Yes. This, this well, like, eh? <laughs> Rolls eyes. <sighs> she stares at him for long enough that when she realises she's just staring silently, she feels awkward. She shifts on her feet at the way she keeps just staring her back. Her mind trying to process everything to come up with some sort of argument, but she's a bit concerned and he knows it. She expects a hint of smugness, but he actually just seems to be watching it sink in. Or maybe it just appears like that, and he's actually singing show tunes in his head. The point is that, when said quickly, it sounds like a curse. The light of the spell looks like it, and when cast properly, it mirrors death for a few hours before the person's back to normal. The spell isn't known. No one will assume differently because they haven't been shown anything to make them believe there could be a difference. Until they are, they'll believe it's a killing curse. So don't make them question it. She thinks he'll counter this point that she made again, but he keeps just looking at her. She almost wants to poke him in the eye just to get him to stop making her feel so uncomfortable in her own skin. She puts her hands on her hips for something to do with them and turns her head in the direction of the wall, although she's still tracking him in her peripheral. Try again. July 15th, 10.31am. So a couple days after. Hermione reads over her interview notes marked 7C and then searches for the same number and letter in the Legilimens report before reading that as well. She hums to herself, turning to the other table and the vials of whiskey, milky memories, and pulling 7C from a slot. She wanted to review these first, but knew it would have only been because of her own presence in memories erased from her. And there were more urgent things to review first. She'd been nearly as curious about seeing Malfoy in situations with people much higher in the revival group than the group he'd been running, but he did well. His arrogance and air of superiority reminded her of Hogwarts, but more blatant in the way that he carries and exhibits himself rather than talking about it. He managed it so well that it felt like the binds that they placed him in were something he only allowed to happen for for their peace of mind, and that he could easily be changed if he felt the desire to do so. He had seemed pleased when he found out who they were, but dangerous when they'd questioned his right to be there. There's something very natural in the way he presents himself that makes lesser, weaker people inclined to follow, and it has always been that way since she's first known him. He's quick on his feet, resourceful, collected, and aloof without being too mysterious, 
His eyes light up with some sort of fire when he speaks of mudblood, righting the wrongs of his youth and taking back their world, to the point where she distrusts him more. He plays his part well. Ooh. Hermione watches the back of the person sitting on the floor, facing the corner. She suspects it to be herself, watching the way the shoulders and arms move, but she doesn't recognise it. She thinks she should. But any mo movements of her person should be completely known from an outside perspective when she's so used to feeling them on a daily basis, but it looks foreign. So when she moves against the wall enough to see the tendrils of curls sticking to a sweaty cheek, she's entranced with her own image like no one, like one might be with a contortionist in the middle of juggling clowns. They do say if you'd pass yourself, if you were passing yourself on the street, you wouldn't recognise yourself. I feel that way about m the mirror versus photos, though. Like, I mm. don't think, I don't feel like I look the same in photos versus what I see in the mirror. Absolutely. Like, they are two different things. Annoyingly so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always have a real difficulty reconciling the two because I'm like, mm. which one do I look like? I yeah. cannot tell. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're like, surely I look like the one in the photos, but what I see in the mirror is like usually much more preferable. <laughs> yeah, lit literally. <laughs> Like, can I have her, please? Oh, yes. Honestly. Memories like this aren't altered by perception, so she knows that this is not the way Malfoy sees her, but how the world does. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just, if you could watch his perception of her? It would be a bit intrusive, yes. but I would love it. I wouldn't be cool to watch anyone perceptive, anyone else's perceptive of like yourself. Yes. Oh, it would be, be so cool to feel the feelings they feel when they look at you. Yeah. Exactly. I'd love it so much. Or, or maybe I'd hate it. What if everybody secretly hated you? Then you'd just be paranoid forever, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then it'd be a very unhappy life. Yeah, true. But I'm like, I'm like wondering if he at this point is attracted to her and that's what the long stairs are for or yeah. whether he's still feeling contempt. Because I can never tell. No, it's hard. To, you, you never really know until we get later on in the book. Like in, in, in like books like these, like fanfic usually, it's like, it's like oh, I loved you all along since the first time I saw you. I mean, I, I doubt it was from the first time they saw each other here, but you know what I mean. Or at least, yeah. Or they'll be like, I've I've been attracted to you, you little piece of shit, and you're mm. like, I'll also take that. Enjoyed that muchly. Yeah, but yeah. She doesn't remember looking so pale before. She doesn't know the last time she looked in the mirror without the quick glance over her hair and her face being in order. She wonders if the anxiety is truly as clear as it looks when her memory self sends a furtive glance towards Malfoy and her hands lock up together in her lap. Hermione feels the urge to reach out and run a hand over her own head, like it could serve as an echo from the future that everything will be all right. She stops herself, though, because she's already beat her way past the battle, and there are others she needs to concentrate on instead. Not that anyone is here to notice if she does it. Sometimes being in memories too long bothers her because it makes her feel like a ghost, and other times it's exactly what she needs. Her occasional desire to be forgotten is always at war with her intrinsic need to always be remembered for some mark left upon the world. Sometimes she knows as much about what she wants as she'll have for dinner in a month. She'll be having something, but she isn't likely to know until shortly before she gets it. I'm not going to lie, guys, that sentence evades me muchly. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just push past, yeah, I think. That's the way it was written, I'm sorry. Yes. There we go. Um, she takes to studying Malfoy, though, unhindered by his awareness or anyone else's. She watches for the little tells that betray nerves, fear, a lie or anything. Sometimes she's sure she has it figured out. But then he does something to throw her off until she's convinced he did it on purpose, knowing she would be looking through his memories for it. She's also now aware of the way he looks at her when she isn't looking, and it's not the murderous gaze she usually thinks it must be when she feels it prickling along the back of her neck. Instead, he looks at her like a puzzle, in which he's yet to pull put together 
And while knowing what it should look like, he's trying to determine where the blobs of painted pieces must go. She recognises it because she knows she looks at him in much the same way sometimes, except all his pieces are white and grey, and she usually has to rely on putting it together, taking it apart, putting it together, until she finds a circle that fits exactly in each piece. A banging starts above the room, and she looks up, reminding herself that she's in no danger before looking back at Malfoy. He drops his gaze to the far wall, his expression blank, and his forearms slide down from the raised knees and closer to his lap. His right hand is clenched in a fist, thumb pressing against it, not curved around the fingers, like he's holding a wand. Fear, she thinks. That one is fear. Ooh, that's cool. Ooh. I like that. I like her. I like her getting his perspective there. July sixteenth, one twenty-six p.m. All right, all right. Hermione pulls away. <laughs> I didn't know whose voice I was right, reading. All right, all right, guys. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, sure. <laughs> Hermione pulls away from Harry's cheek, rubbing her mouth from the tingle of his facial tear. Ooh. Kissing. JK, JK. He frequently forgets to shave in the morning, though she believes it's more to do with the fact that he can't be bothered when leaving the house before sunrise. How's it going with that apprentice? Harry asks as she pulls back from Neville with a smile. Fine. He's surly but efficient, and it's going as smoothly as possible. The biggest argument we've had lately was over ducks, which... Relatedly, I realised, I mean, I think was because he doesn't think he's a duck. Well, I'm fairly keen on quacking, equaling ducks. <laughs> Harry looks completely puzzled. Really, j- just about ducks, she says, trying to clarify that it isn't in code. Is this a muggle thing? Neville asks cautiously, pushing his back against the restaurant door and stepping back, ushering Hermione and Harry inside. Have you ever heard that expression, if it quacks like a duck? You know, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It must be a duck, Neville says with a nod, holding his hand out like the answer was right in front of them. Is this whole chapter going to be about this quote? I... <laughs> it's kind of yeah. hard to feel that way. It's getting, it's getting old, guys. It's getting yeah. a little old. Right. Well, my assistant uh, apprentice thinks that... <laughs> not subtle, Hermione. <laughs> my assistant... Uh, uh... I, mean, I mean, apprentice. <laughs> well, my assistant uh, apprentice thinks that not everything acts like what it is. True, he glances at her. Uh, to a point. Oh, Neville. (laughs) Have a strong opinion for once, Neville. To a point, yes. Some things are obviously what they are, but you can't know differently until they prove that they're different to what they look like they... To what they look like to be... Sorry? (laughs) Oh, no. You can't know differently until they prove they are different to what they're different to be different. Different. (laughs) No. (laughs) Should I give that another go? Yeah, go on. Damn it. I'll just leave that in there. Everyone, I'm struggling. I'm struggling hard. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> it's the heat. To a point, yes. Some things are obviously what they are, but you can't know differently until they prove they are different than what they look like to be. That is not the right one either. <laughs> my oh my God, God. I'm going. I'm going to go slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening again. I'm just going to laugh for like half an hour. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Deep breath. Sorry. Deep breath, listeners. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> to a point. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. 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 <clears throat> to a point, yes. Some things are obviously what they are. But you can't know differently until they prove they are different than what they look to be. You're a sis. Thank you. You're a sis apprentice. Apprentice. Harry corrects himself. It's obviously a wanker. (laughs) He is a very, very big wanker. 
Who is this apprentice? Neville asks, leading them through a room as he follows the woman with their menus. Just a new employee I have to look after for a while. Barmy. Barmy? Come on. Barmy? Tough luck on the last name. Well, quite. Though, well, Neville says lowly and Hermione pinches the back of Harry's arm to keep his snickering from becoming any louder. (laughs) Hee (laughs) hee. I love a bit of Neville. I really do. Hot kettle, Neville. I think that's the truth. July 17th, 3.20am. Malfoy yawns in a way that makes her think that he might just be pulling in a heavy, dragging breath until it lasts too long. It's the first time she can remember him yawning, and then he coughs at the end or in the middle of it, and it's the first time for that too. It doesn't matter, but it's different. And she aut- human noises. Yeah. And she automatically latches onto things she doesn't know. She wonders if he's getting a cold, but she doesn't bother to ask. Did you meet any of the higher circle tonight? Not that I'm aware of. You still believe this group is following their orders? I know they are. How? Beyond mentioning a few of the names on your list, their decisions with the other members are quick and decisive, but with me, they're rarely sure. If one of them forgets the exact wording, they look to another to finish the order. It's rehearsed. It wouldn't be if they were coming up with it. The air is heavy tonight. It sounds like the bell is having trouble moving through the thickness. Ding! Ding! There's something about humidity that makes everything feel like it's going in slow motion. True. Oh my oh. god, it's like he, she's here with us. Nail on the head, Sage. I oh. don't know if you guys knew this, but it's hot. So hot. Oh, so, so hot. Too, it's a hot temperature. We can't, we can't live like this. You also, know, because we're British, um, we can't speak about anything else. Yeah, it's very true. I actually didn't realise how much of an affliction that was. Until I moved abroad. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I really do default to the weather a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's relatable content, though. Ain't that the truth? You'll have to do something to prove yourself that leaves little doubt. Yes, he answers quickly, already knowing. She doesn't understand how the water can be so black with half the moon in the sky and their lantern light rocking over it. It's ink, and she imagines it staining her skin as she puts a finger into it. They'll want to come soon. Where? She asks, looking at him but she realises the answer as soon as the question leaves her. The house. All right. July 18th, 9.12pm. I'd like to make it clear before it happens that I'm not pulling you out of the water when you fall in, but you might give me the one first. She thinks she can see his eyes move down her form, but it's too dark to be sure. You seem to be a slow swimmer, and I'm not waiting. What a weird assumption. (laughs) You look like a really slow swimmer. Love it. That's like that thing earlier this year where people were just texting their like friends being like, you look like you have a peanut allergy. And they were being like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> it was a thing. Although I do kind of know what they mean. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. I don't have it with swimming. But allergies, that's bit, that's yeah. That's very specific. Oh yeah, allergies, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you look like you have chronic hay fever. But then yes. I, I have chronic hay fever. Do I look like I have it? Probably. Yes. Do I? <laughs> no, I probably don't. <laughs> never seen me swim she says but edges away from the side of the boat anyway i was looking at something he's silent for five dings before his paranoia wins out looking at what the fog that required you leaning over the side but when it also happens to be surrounding us there's a hint of disbelief in his tone but her calmness has likely assured him it's not a giant sea creature and so he almost doesn't care anymore it was a shape it looked like little soldiers fighting exactly like little soldiers fighting including swords or sticks and thin streaks that could pass as magic. She wipes her palms against her knees and reaches up to the space of the bench next to her, pulling her briefcase closer. Do you see war everywhere you look? 
She hates the question, but she hates the way he asks it too, like he already knows the answer. There's a tingle of heat in her cheeks that forces her chin down, though he, poss- though he can't possibly see it in the weak light. You don't? Accusatory. Too harsh to not be telling. There's a rustle of fabric and she spots his shrug when his shoulder is already on its way back down. I was in prison and then released into a revival. It hasn't exactly ended. No, she mutters. It hasn't. She squints her eyes at the distant trees or black shadows. I don't think war ever does. It does for a person or or people. Maybe. But look at how countries have standing armies even during peacetime. No matter who's in power anywhere, there's always a group of people who want something different. Or money, revenge, whatever. When that group isn't being heard or they aren't getting what they want, they turn to violence. Because violence, fear, that's how you get someone to listen. People love differently and love different things, but we all fear the same. Personal peace still remains. When a person feels peace, they feel free and there's not anything that's going to take that away from them. Freedom makes you feel untouchable. But you aren't. Not when the war reaches you, but when your own fight is over, yes. There's a hundred wars going on right now, but the majority of wizarding England is at peace because it's not their war. Only because they don't know about the revival. It's not their war. Yet. It won't be, she thinks, breathing deep. You think you'll be at peace, then, when this is over? She regrets asking, but it's already out there, filling up the space between them. Ding, 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 ding. War ends at a different time for everyone, Granger, even if it's the same war. She turns her head back to look at him, but there's just the glow of the lantern over his knees, and for the first time, she feels alone in the fog. God, I'm really enjoying their conversations yeah. that we're having in this chapter. Me too. The dream fairy heard our wish for dialogue. Yeah. Right? If it, oh yeah, totally. Now if, I just see three paragraphs of no dialogue, and I'm like, oh, spoke too soon, ma'am. It feels like we're really getting somewhere. Like their relationships definitely turned a corner, and I'm not even yeah. saying like it's a relationship, but like their how they interact is like develops a lot, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, like they can stand to speak to each other now. Yeah. Remember way back in chapter one and two? That was rough going. Oh, on all those boats and shit. Foot slapping. Foot, foot slapping. slapping. Oh, that wasn't until later chapters. It's true, it's true. There was a lot of foot stuff then, though. It's a lot. Oh my god, did you hear that? Aisha's got a bomb. <laughs> Not feet, what? <laughs> I am. Do you know the more you apparently joke about fetishes, the more you develop them? Because when you tell oh, a joke, your no, brain can't no. differentiate the difference. So now I'm worried. We're both going like... to get foot fetishes. <laughs> well, hey, no, we don't shame her. No, yes. Her. But we're, we're, it's, like, it's, our, it's um personal opinion. Because we don't have foot fetishes, I think mm. it's natural to see why we wouldn't we don't like wouldn't want them. Yeah, but, but also like they're not they're very common and they're actually yeah. not they're not they are not the worst fetish. No, ever. they're for <laughs> sure they're for sure they're for sure not they're very tame. It's a tame fetish. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Also, maybe it's just me, but like you know, Mal- Malfoy's very pasty, and the idea of his mm. feet, I don't know. It just like is not my pale veiny. Uh, yeah, like a big. little squid. Not the vibes. Not the vibes. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cut this off. These I are all, these are out. all personal opinions on the uh, fan. See when, podcast. when Please you ask, yeah, when you asked earlier, um, if I spend a lot of my time reading fan fiction, I think that the answer to that is I spend a lot of time also thinking about fan fiction. Yes, like yes. even when I'm just not reading it, sometimes I'm just hanging out in the bathroom, and it, uh, these thoughts will come at me where I'm like, oh, weird. No, I agree. Malfoy's pasty foot. And I'm like, what is going on with your brain? Why? I think I think it just shows that um you need another hobby. <laughs> I we already both knit. 
That's true, and actually. It, what else can we do? Truthfully. Honestly. Oh, okay. July 19th, 2.03 a.m. The dot disappears from Russia and she hears the sound of apparition in the next second. She sends the maps, files, quills and ink into her briefcase with a wave of her wand, yanking the port key box from her pocket. She holds the briefcase shut under her arm as she sprints around the corner of the kitchen, her heart thudding as she holds her breath. The back door creaks open, a floorboard groans and there's a sharp knock against wood. She releases her breath, dropping the port key back in her pocket and gets a better grip on her wand as she turns the corner. She pulls up short, her mouth moving silently over the beginning of a spell before hanging open. She snaps it shut, her teeth clicking when her eyes finally make it up, Malfoy's torn, filthy robe and the blood running down his cheek. His face is strained, the jaw locked tight, enough to show the ridges on either end and there's an ill glow to his eyes that reminds her of the Battle of Hogwarts. What happened? comes out too breathy when she should be more than prepared for this situation and so she clears her throat in a hard rough growl that does little more than make her sound like an animal they took us into the muggle world she opens her mouth closes it and then casts the spells to see if they put anything traceable on him he doesn't even flinch so either he's getting used to it or his mind is too preoccupied with something terrible for him to care they fought back she feels something like pride at the idea of this despite the despite that she's moving closer with the intention to undo their effort but it's not the first time she's been at odds with what she believes and what she must do. Yes. His shoulders are slanted, one up far higher than it needs to be, and the fabric looks darker, wet. How? Kip's curse got too close, and one of the muggles stabbed me when Fenhart threw him at me. Jeez. She can smell the dark magic on him, rotten and bitter, and she's not sure if the look he gives her is from her held breath or invasion of personal space. She narrows her eyes at his cheek, clearing the blood with a muttered spell, that is thin and shallow, and the spell cast will have it little more than a scratch in a few hours. Why did he throw a muggle at you? She asks, trying not to picture it in her head, but she hears it echo. The screaming, crying, begging, the fear. She glances up at his face when he doesn't respond, but his eyes are on something over her head. She looks back down at his shoulder, hesitant. She lifts her chin and presses her lips together. You take turns. I hadn't known he was coming, though. I see, she says tightly. Staring harder at the rip of fabric, she's parting delicately to keep her mind from picturing things she doesn't want to see, remember, think about. It's still hard to make out the severity of the wound when she clears the blood, her head blocking the light behind her to illuminate it. She tries to move to the side, but it doesn't help. Here, turn, she mutters, holding the, holding of the split sides and shuffling around her pinky and ring finger, pressing her one more tightly to her palm. He follows her stiffly a breath hitching in his throat and chest at the movement, and the candles along the wall light up his wound. She clears the blood from it again, baring her teeth at the skin that's pulled back a little around it, revealing a glimpse of red tissue. Oof. It could have been a lot worse, but she now understands the way she can hear his breath rattling in from this close. Don't heal it perfectly, he says tightly. They think I'll be doing it myself. If you healed it perfectly, that's... No. She waits, no. but that's all he says. No. <laughs> she bites her bottom lip as she yanks on the rip in his robe, tearing it wider. Okay, she tells herself. All right. She squeezes her fingers into fists and then stretches them out before reaching for the gash. Malfoy's loud hiss turns into a groan as she pushes the sides of the wound closer together. She steps back when he sways forward, his palm hitting the wall near her shoulder. Her eyes widen and she looks up as he turns his face away from her, jaw twitching in its clench, neck taut and red, and her lips pressed into a thin line. His eyes are shut and his skin is gleaming with a layer of sweat that she can smell. His body heat is radiating out against her, doubling her own, and a tremble starts in her chest at the way he's trapping her in. If someone bursts in, 
She has no room to move and turn, raise her wand and cast properly. He'll trip her up and he'll be in the way. He'll make her not fast enough. Breathe, 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 until she finally does, tasting sweat and dark magic in her throat and the back of her tongue. Hurry up, he says, but at first it sounds like nothing more than a rise and fall of groaning. She clenches her teeth, her arms sliding against the heated, damp fabric over his chest as she pinches the wound with one hand and aims her wand at the other. His blood is hot as it wets her fingers in bright crimson, and she stares harder to see the line of the split as she mends the skin back together. Malfoy is holding his breaths and then releasing them in gasps of air that heave against her arm, and she can see the tremble in his body as he fights to keep control of the pain. Almost, she whispers, stitching in uneven, sloppy lines. I don't have a pain draught. Bring one from now on. She finishes, clearing the blood from their skin, and surveys the red, lumpy line that is sure to scar. Malfoy slowly relaxes until he slumped forward, drawing in deep breaths that rasp as she presses herself fully against the wall. There's still less than an inch of space between them, and a drop of sweat slides down the back of her ear. There's a tension in her arms that wants nothing more than to shove him away from her, but she waits it out, staring at the small space between his wounded shoulder and the wall. The second it widens, she'll push her way out. I used the fake killing curse. Four times. Oh. Her eyes flash back up to his red and glossy cheek. I cast it exactly right. Good, she murmurs, and then louder. Good. He steps back and to the left, and she slides away from him before he takes another step away from her. It should have worked right. It looked like it did. I did it perfectly. He's staring at Bricks, his eyes distant. If you did everything right, then it worked, she says, and he nods after a pause of silence. You should, uh, take a shower, then we'll head back. He nods again and she waits, watching him come back to himself even enough to move, and then the stiffness of his shoulders as his feet clunk towards the loo. Oh, damn. I like that she let him shower. Progress. I like that she let him shower, and I like that she helped him. Oh, my God. She actually cared about him being, like, fit and healthy rather than just leaving him to bloody bleed down on the floor. Yeah. Oh, we love a bit of character development. Yes, thank God. 8.54am. The dot moves to the left, right, left, a seamless back and forth that Hermione watches over the need to study case files and fill out paperwork. She can't seem to get the look of Malfoy's face out of her mind, the way he seems to be still in the middle of battle somewhere inside of his head, distant, a little wild, the hunter or the hunted. She can't decide which, and sometimes they look the same. But it seemed like his mind was somewhere else at some points during the interview, and his calmness looked forced, where he usually she can't tell the difference between natural and facade. She wonders if it's because of the people he cursed that night, or the way it must have looked like he killed four people. Or maybe he's worried that he actually did, but that's not something either one of them will find out until she reviews his memories and get they get the death reports. She doesn't think he's worried about the consequences of murdering people, though. He would have been focused and defensive throughout the interview, and he hasn't said anything about it beyond the way he casts spells. He hadn't even bothered defending his use of the Cruciatus to prove it was something he had to do, and instead had only watched her reaction. Whatever changes Azkaban has made in him, she doesn't think it's for the worst. And if she's wrong and he's really in with the higher circle, she thinks he's at least having doubts now. And pacing. He's been at it for two hours in his cell, and maybe even before she checked the map. Left, right, left, right. July 21st, 10.09pm. A muscle in Malfoy's cheek is twitching, and she thinks that he knows she's staring at him. She has been for the past ten minutes, and she's a bit surprised he hasn't snapped yet. They they told you no plans, no hints, and yes, midnight. She sucks her cheek between her teeth, turning her wrist at her hip to try not nonchalantly checking her watch. Malfoy doesn't look away from the hallway. Would you like some tea? No. We should cut your hair. 
She hadn't meant to blurt it out. She's been thinking about it for weeks now and she doesn't know what else to do until he leaves. She does know that the idea of standing in silence for another two hours will drive her out of her skin. He blinks and blinks and then turns his head to look at her like he can't decide if she's being serious. It's too long. It's messy and you'd look more put together if it was shorter, which I think this group would appreciate. Appearances. My father's hair was long and it was never messy. <gasps> Aisha, a mention of the dad. Jojo, I shat my pants just oh my then. God. <laughs> oh my, the quiet place too has gotten to me. I was, like, I was like, ah. <laughs> I also, it's because my room, because it's hot. Did you know it was hot, guys? Because it's, um, really it's really, really hot. My lights are off too. So I think that it just scared me. I was like, oh, oh I'm sorry. I just okay. thought you'd be excited <laughs> if I didn't find a mention of uh, I am. Malfoy Senior. I am. I wish, you know. I'm sorry we- for frightening you. <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't a bad fright. It oh, was okay. just a. It was just a took me off guard fright. Yes, of course. He doesn't mention his own hair. Perhaps because there's still a part of him that still appreciates his father and is ignoring how he couldn't meet his eyes at the trial, or how his father's hair is sure to be messy now, or maybe because the only mirror he has is the one half stained and cracked here, and he can't know the order of his own hair very well. There's only a few patches of reflection in it, and sometimes she stares at the pieces of herself she can see and pretends to be someone else. Ooh. Malfoy's eyes narrow as he studies her, or perhaps that's the reason for your suggestion. Sometimes Malfoy turns a corner or enters the doorway and her heart stops. She waits for Lucius to fully face her, curse her, try to kill her. She supposes it might make people more afraid of the sun, the resemblance, but it might work in opposite turn for her. You look like you've been in prison with hair like that. Cutting it makes your appearance more controlled. Also, yes, the differentiation will work in our favour. What they view as mistakes are trouble enough, but it's common knowledge your father is claiming the Imperius again. His eyes dart away from her and his jaw clenches. You're Draco Malfoy, a different man. She watches him think as she pops her briefcase open, pulling out her least favourite quill. He looks like there's something unpleasant in front of him that he's become used to seeing, and she figures he'll agree once he's worn out her patience. I suppose you'll cut it. Yes not like she's going to bring in a team of hairdressers to make him pretty he's an escaped death eater shoulder deep in spying on a revival and the only home to his name is this house that had seen the last of its better days 50 years ago he gets scissors and guesswork have you cut someone's hair before basically he raises an eyebrow turning to look at her again it's a yes or no granger that's not a question that's answered with basically i've seen it done she shrugs and i've read about it classic oh my god of course, he mutters, eyeing her, and finds the quill in her hand. It's not a difficult feat. I'm not surprised the person cutting believes so. She rolls her eyes, transfiguring the quill into scissors. It's not like I'm going to stab you with them. He doesn't look suspicious until she says it, and he watches her test the sharpness on a blank sheet of parchment. She raises her eyebrows in question when he looks back up, but no answer appears in his expression. With Malfoy, she figures that that's as much of an agreement as she's likely to get. He stiffens more when she steps behind him, but she gives no thought to his paranoia when he hadn't bothered to care about trapping her against a wall the other day. She's not the sort of person to attack from behind, and he'll just have to learn that. She frowns at his hair, the scissors open and poised to the side of the space between them. It's so straight that she might doubt it being natural had she not known his father. His is tinted a little more yellow than the pure white of his father's, but that might just be because she's only used to seeing Malfoy in the glow of golden fire. She knows it's white away from flames and in shadows, but she'll have to see the sun on it to decide. I have until midnight, Granger, not... I know, you have the patience of a snake. She has no room to talk about patience, but he, since he likes to use it against her, she figures she can point out his. A snake. 
he draws after a pause, trying to figure out the metaphor because of the sensation of her gathering his hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. It appears bored and nonchalant, but then it snaps and sinks its fangs into you, and then it poisons you with venom. Yes, venom filled with a lot of bad things that makes a person go crazy and sweat a lot. She can talk. <laughs> Sweatiest person I know. Oh, ain't that the truth? His hair is softer than she would think it after years of present, but she supposes it's the shampoo and the conditioner she stopped in the bath. It slides across her fingers silkily, and it's the first time she's ever been jealous of Draco Malfoy. <laughs> she brings her scissors up and squeezes them three times to get across the thickness of the ponytail she gathered the hair into. Wait, you don't cut... That's not how you cut hair. Yeah? You do not cut it from a ponytail. You, If it's, like, long, that's how they did mine. Really? Like, well, I don't... I do, just give me a medal now. I donated it to Princess Alice. <laughs> oh, she's such a so, saint. I know. She's an angel. Praise me. No. <laughs> but I think it's basically because I was chopping off a lot of my hair. So if his is really long, then like, fair, they do that okay. and then they trim it. I didn't think it was that long, to be fair. But yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if it's Lucius level, it's yeah. wilding. It's True. wilding out there. God, I, 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 I hate that him. image. Yeah, I hadn't pictured him like that this whole time. No, I don't like I was, either. I was imagining it more like Tarzan length. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a bit of Jumanji, but not like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> She brings the scissors up, squeezing them three times to get across the thickness of the ponytail she gathered the hair into. Her eyes widen, and when she's left with a fist of long hair and short locks falling back to his head, she probably should have started off a little lower before trying to make the hair even. <laughs> I make you sweat. Mm. What? <laughs> My impatience makes you sweat a lot. Oh. No. No. It takes a moment to connect the question to why he's asking, and she shakes the quizzical look from her face. It's... I don't know. Have you ever seen someone poisoned by a snake? They sweat buckets. So, you know, other people. Other other people might sweat. You don't make me sweat. There's nothing <laughs> you can do that will make me sweat in any way, anyway, physically or emotionally. Me think the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> I see. She glares at the back of his head and cuts a lock of hair a little far too much short. End Aww, of chapter that eight. Was, that was so good. Yeah. That was very good. We love that last scene was great. I loved that yeah. chapter so much. That was oh it was so nice to not have it like too dark. Yes, yes. Oh, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. What'd How many locks of hair would you give that out of ten, Dodo? Honestly, an eight? I just really liked it. I know not much happened, but like just, like, just the interactions between them. I really enjoyed God, how much they're developing, like the little, you know, the little kind of comments and banter here and there, and the cutting hair scene at the end, and she she healed him. This was all about just the two of them, you know. This was yeah. all about them. We got she a lot healed of dialogue. She she stat, you know, she stuck to the bathroom with shampoo and conditioner, like that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, considering this is the person who, in like chapter one, she's like, I don't want to give him socks. Yeah, literally, she's like, I hope he cuts himself on the yeah. pebbles. <laughs> so that was really great. Oh, what about you? What about you? How many um, locks of hair? Reading it. Oh, okay. So locks of hair, seven and a half. Okay. I would go for an eight. I think I struggled reading it. Some yes, of which yes, will that's be okay. cut out. Um, but yeah, I think I did really enjoy that. I do. These little tender scenes are fun. Oh, that's With the, the banter and like the hair cutting. 
the idea yeah. that she's obviously just been like thinking about it and she just blurts it out and it's like yeah. no, no, I want to cut your hair and he's like okay yeah, also yeah. I the sweating thing that that was good that little spiel she was like no you don't make me I wouldn't <laughs> you don't you don't absolutely not. any kind of response from me physical or otherwise <laughs> yeah yeah honestly that was really good and our first more full mention of Lucius so yes. it sounds like he's contesting his sentence to yeah. Azkaban. So he's saying he was under an imperious and so he never fully was working for the Dark Revival. Yeah. Um, which is, again, cowardly, but in, mm-hmm. in that's, true that's him, fashion. Yeah. 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 Predictions, Jojo? Oh, I don't know. I don't want them to lose any of this development that they've made in their relationship. I want it to keep going. Um, so I, I'm hoping that they'll just get better like next mm-hmm. chat so there'll just be more conversation but I have a bad feeling that there'll be a little bit more drama before they can like oh, I don't know or maybe they'll get a bit closer and they'll get closer to like I don't know maybe not romance because this isn't really the universe for it but some kind of like attraction and then maybe something will happen to bring them apart oh I don't know I think next chapter might be a bit more about the revival itself yeah, this we're going to very... start flip flopping, aren't we? It's yeah. going to be one tender, one very like yeah. drama heavy. Yeah. What about you? Thing. I, I, I know this is so boring because I keep saying it, but now we've had our Lucius thing. Um, when our sister? When our sister at? Well, what's, maybe. What's the deal? Is she dead? Maybe. Is she alive? Sage is mentioning it, so like mentioning one of the parents to be like, oh, they're coming, you know, like. Yeah, well, I'm and, also curious. And if they're coming, my question is, I, I know it's tangential, but are we going to see Blaze? I don't know why I associate them so heavily, but I think mm. in a lot of fan fiction, you kind of always get Blaze, because Blaze is kind of like a part of the Malfoy unit. And I know that that's mostly entirely canon. Mm. Um, but because they're so close, I'm kind of like, oh, it would be really nice. But he wasn't see really a little bit in, of Blaze. He wasn't he, really in the Fallout, but Pansy no. was, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he was mentioned a bit, a little bit, which is, mm. yeah. Um, but it would be lovely to see. And he was mentioned in this book, too, right at the beginning. They were oh, like, gosh. They did say, like, when he was going to go into the store that they thought was, you know, the meeting point for the Dark Revival, they mm. did mention Zabini, I'm pretty sure. Oh, damn, um, I've forgotten about that. Which would be quite nice. I I love that she I love that he kind of enjoyed her cutting his hair. Mm. I mean, doesn't everyone love having their it hair? It is an enjoyable experience. With? Oh my gosh. So nice. Yes. So so nice. Um yeah, and I I wanna see Harry a little more. Really. Yeah. As much as I love like Jermione, I think the thing that makes Jermione is also the interactions of like the entire cast yeah. around them. I agree. Yeah, Ginny. Where Ginny at? I'm not really bothered about seeing Ginny again. I was rereading. No, okay. So I've been rereading Harry Potter, like on and off and on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's funny because I forget, like in the books, it's there's a real point that J.K. Rowling makes that everybody finds Ginny like very, very attractive. Even in the books, Zabini and Malfoy and Pansy are all like, oh, Ginny is undeniably attractive. And I find oh, really? it funny that that's not canon, that that's in the book. Yeah. That's funny. Because Pansy, they're in this, yeah, so they're in the Slytherin common room. I cannot remember which book this is because I've read like four this week. So, sorry. Jesus. But um, <laughs> Harry Potter's one of those ones where I'm not sure that I read them. I don't think I read them comprehensively. I yes, sort of just skim. Yes, yes, yes. And then bits that I don't pick up on before, I'm like, oh, new. Yeah. Um, and there's this bit, they're in the Slytherin common room and they're talking about Ginny or Harry and 
Pansy goes, even you guys can't pretend that she's not undeniably attractive. And mm. they're both like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was like, how interesting. That's interesting. But... Yeah. That's not, that's not, okay, this is going to sound rude to the actress who played Ginny in the film, but that doesn't come across in the film, not because no. she's not gorgeous in the film, but because it's never spoken about. No, and also, like, she's portrayed more as, like, plain. In oh, the way Ginny that in the they... film sucks. I hate yeah. Ginny in the film. Again, yeah, that's not sucks. the actress's fault. That is the character that was, like, written in the script of the film. Agree. A hard agree. I mean, in the movies, when I was little, I always loved Harry and Hermione. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I thought they were a lovely couple. Yeah. Because you don't really get to see, like, Hermione and Ron vibing. It's only when he meets Lavender that she's suddenly like, how dare you? Yeah, it's whereas, like kind of unspoken until that Yeah, point. whereas in the books they have a lot more of a, like, camaraderie. Because they're the two that, like, get Harry through. They mm. do the research, they have the bands. They're, like, more of a thing. Yeah. So it makes more sense from that. Oh, I'm kind of sad it's not in the that way. films more yeah it, but i guess the problem is with harry potter is like they would be like a million hours long if yeah, they put in true, everything true. but then i'm also like i'm also like oh it would have been nice to see the problem with harry potter is that the casting was so good there could never be a remake yes true. That i would enjoy yeah, absolutely. like emma watson is the one and only hermione to me yeah you could never have anyone else play like there's so many legends in that film as well yeah and like you you can't replace them in real life so why would you replace them like in a film yeah so true so true but yeah um that was a surprisingly good chapter yeah i'm I really looking forward that. to the next one um yeah many things are happening will yeah. we see rockford again is he just written off now so uh, i'm looking forward to yeah getting a bit more information on what the dark rivals up to now because um i didn't care about this chapter because i really enjoyed yeah, what's neither. going on but also, is she going to go back in? She was obviously know, was ousted. That. She'll have to go as a different person, though, surely. Imagine if she goes in as, like, Pansy, or perhaps... No, it'd be too risky, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd be too risky, <sighs> I think. Interesting, though. I like... I, that's, not, that's not the worst, like, theory. I think that'd be, that would be definitely cool to read. No, yeah, I was just... There's a lot happening at the moment that has been left open. And um, Sage has really, like, built the plot. They, yeah. they've really there's a lot going on I would love to know what the writing process is for fan fiction just generally yes yeah do you think they do a lot of research I don't like, a I lot don't of going know. back or or are they just like incredibly well versed fans so they yeah. just would need to look stuff up I don't know like sending you must know must know Harry Potter like yeah, in and out backwards yeah, yeah, and yeah. forwards I don't know but I'm ex- but, yeah. very excited. I'm excited to carry on. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, hope my reading didn't jar you too much. But oh, JoJo's gosh. back next week, so don't <laughs> you guys worry. Thank God. It's, it's all coming up Millhouse. It, it will be. It continues to be. It was today. Huzzah. Huzzah. I don't know where I've gotten that from. It's come, I've said it a lot this week. I've been with my family too much. No more huzzahs for me. They're they're, Um, they're our kind of people, to be fair. It's very true. Um, So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, Appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Sticking to the Went the Well Tolls. Yeah. Um, As far as we know for now. But, you know, subject to change always. Of course. Disclaimer. We're very non-committal. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Yeah, so have a good week. Hope it's not too hot where you are. Hit us um, up with an email if you fancy it. Um, yeah. Aisha's ready and re- waiting. Uh, did you? I thought you were about to say ready and ripe. 
Oh, ready and re- waiting. You've still got that three six five movie on your mind. I think. I really do. I've been alone for much too long now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> I think it's time to leave. Yes, I used to have too to much heat. No, no, no boys for me or girls. No, no one for me. I'm oh good. Oh my god! Stay with my Germany. Okay, I used to say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.